Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is time for our first rewatch Wednesday of the year. It is my favorite episode of the week. Time to step into the film room and see what the Tennessee Titans did schematically on offense and defense. First, we're going to look at a couple of transactions the Titans made on Tuesday, placing two role players on injured reserve. Then we are going to dive into the film and look at the biggest schematic issue that the Titans had on defense on Sunday and how the Giants took advantage. And then we'll hit on the offense again, and I'll point out the biggest issue with the Titans offense, and it's one I'm not sure I know how to fix. So all of that and more on a rewatch Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is our first Rewatch Wednesday of the season. I'm so excited to step into the film room and let you guys know exactly what I saw on the tape. Before we do, do want to let you know that this Rewatch Wednesday is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Also want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content for free all year round on all platforms, including the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there. Smash the notification bell and throw a thumbs up on the video if you want the Titans to beat the Buffalo Bills on Monday night next week. You can check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. I am going to be referencing my Twitter account at all times throughout Rewatch Wednesdays. You got to follow me there for all my film content, copyright issues, can't put it on YouTube, but I do have a link to the entire Tic Tac Tuesday thread where I put all of my film stuff together on my Twitter account at Tic Tac Titans. The link to that is in the description of the video, so check that out. Um, Other than that, though, we do have to dive into some Tennessee Titans transactions before we dive into the tape. Number one, the Titans placed two players on injured reserve on Tuesday. Two role players. One, A.J. Moore, who was carted off during the game on Sunday. And then Deshaun Hand, who only played a couple of snaps in the game. I was wondering what happened with him. It turns out he did get injured. Now, the extent and what kind of injury Deshaun Hand has, I have not been able to see that. If you guys know, feel free to let me know in the chat. But I haven't seen the specifics on Hand's injury. We do know that A.J. Moore's injury was an ankle injury. So Deshaun Hand, the defensive lineman, A.J. Moore, the defensive back, both placed on injured reserve. Will they return later this year? Can't know for certain, but what we do know is the Titans only have eight guys that they can bring back off injured reserve, and the names are starting to pile up now. But what does this mean for the roster going forward? Well, I would imagine that the two guys who got elevated from the Titans practice squad onto the game day roster on Sunday, Joe Jones and Trent Cannon, 
would get those active roster spots. Now, Torn Quad for Deshaun Hand. Thank you, Xander. Torn Quad. Um, that sounds so, so painful. Torn Quad, your quad muscle. Man, all my thoughts with Deshaun Hand trying to come back from that. That sounds absolutely rough. But a torn quad for Deshaun Hand. Thank you, chat. And then an ankle injury for A.J. Moore. So they're on injured reserve. The Titans, like I said, I think Trent Cannon and Joe Jones will get those spots. The Titans are going to need special teams help now with A.J. Moore gone. Um, but, but I do think with a defensive lineman being on injured reserve, we could see Larell Murchison get bumped up from the practice squad, a guy with a ton of experience with the Titans, somebody who they'll probably trust, know what they're going to get from him. Uh, if it's not Joe Jones and Trent Cannon, I would like to see Larell Murchison and Josh Gordon. And this is going to start teasing what we're going to talk about with the offensive portion of Rewatch Wednesday, what I saw on film and why Gordon could really, really help that for the Titans. But yeah, I want to see Gordon and I want to see Larell Murchison, maybe even David Anini get those open roster spots. If I had my pick, I would bring a ninny and Josh Gordon onto the roster. Now, do I think that it's going to be those two? No, I think it'll be Cannon and Trent Jones. And if not them, I think Larell Murchison will get one of those spots. But uh, again, I think that the Titans need more explosiveness and athleticism overall, period, on both sides of the ball. A ninny would give you more explosiveness and athleticism at edge, which the Titans desperately need based on week one. And Josh Gordon would give you a little bit more athleticism and explosiveness at wide receiver, which, again, based on what I saw on tape, the Titans desperately need. So we are going to dive into the tape now. I want to get into it. It is time for our Rewatch Wednesday segment. We are going to start with the Tennessee Titans defense. We've talked a lot about the offense so far this week and what I saw wrong with that. Now I want to hit on what really stood out to me schematically on defense. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys a little bit more about our title sponsor, LinkedIn. So if you're gearing up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Their simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Once again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Titans fans, it is that time. My favorite segment of the week. Every week, 
and it's time for Rewatch Wednesday. Now, I already know what all of you Twitter people are going to say. You're going to say, it's Tuesday, Tyler. It's Tuesday. Just be happy you get the show early, okay? Most people don't get it until midnight going into Wednesday morning. So, there you go. Just, just be happy. Don't get in the comments telling me that it's Tuesday. Just be happy you get the show early. You know what I mean? Content early. Don't be upset. But either way, we're diving into the tape. We're diving into the film on the defensive side of the ball. Before we get into it, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Free Tennessee Titans content all week long, all year long on all platforms. Make sure you subscribe and stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast where it's your team every day. But anyway, here is the big thing that was exposed by the New York Giants for the Titans defense. So, based on what the Titans saw from Buffalo, they knew going in that Brian Dable would have RPOs built into his offense. An RPO is a read-pass option. You have the ability to give the ball to the running back on the handoff, or you can quickly throw it to a slant or a flat route, something like that. It literally gives you a read-pass option on the play for those who maybe don't know the terminology as well. Well, Buffalo does that a ton. It's happening a lot around the NFL. So I'm sure the Titans' defense expected that the Bills would have a lot of that in their offense. So what the Titans were doing is, instead of having seven in the box, the Titans would only have six in the box. Whether that be they're in a 4-3 alignment, they would have Ola Adani out over a wide receiver in the slot because they were worried about the quick slant or the quick flat route on an RPO. If the Titans were a nickel with five defensive backs, they would have Ugo Amadi over that slot, so it would leave only six people in the box. Okay, so think about that. Whether the Titans are in a three, in a 4-3 or whether the Titans are a nickel, they would have an overhang defender over a slot wide receiver because you'd have a wide receiver on one side of the field, two wide receivers on the other side of the field. So whether the Titans were a nickel or in 4-3, they would have somebody over the slot wide receiver on that side. Well, what that is is, uh, Green's finest, no. I'm not talking about fantasy football right now. We're diving into tape and talking about what was on the film for the Titans. This isn't a fantasy football show. I'll talk about fantasy football on Friday as it relates to the Tennessee Titans. But uh, So if the Titans only have six in the box because one of their outside linebackers or their nickel cornerback is over the slot wide receiver, well, that is going to create an advantage for the Giants in the run game. It's going to be six on six, the five offensive linemen and a tight end against the six box defenders of the Titans. Well, what the Titans like to do in those scenarios, especially when the quarterback is a run threat like Daniel Jones is, what the Titans like to do is they like to squeeze and scrape. So what does that mean? That means that your defensive ends, instead of holding... So let's think about it like this. Linebackers are usually in between the defensive tackles and the defensive ends, how they line up. Now, they can be shaded one way or the other, depending on the strength of the formation, all that, but that's typically what you're going to see. Normally, the defensive ends are going to have the C-gaps. They're going to have those outsides where they're lined up in run responsibility. And then the linebackers are going to have the B-gaps in the middle. Well, what the Titans like to do is they have their defensive ends crash down to the B-gap. They crash down from the inside, and then their linebackers, instead of having the gap right in front of them, the linebackers scrape out to the outside. So it's almost like switching responsibilities of what you would normally see. The defensive ends crash in and take what the linebackers would normally have. The linebackers scrape over and take what the defensive ends would usually have. And what this can do is this can help the defensive end crash down on the running back 
And then the linebacker is scraping to the outside to take the quarterback to take away read option. So you have the overhang defender over the slot wide receiver to take away the RPO. And then you squeeze and scrape so that the defensive ends squeeze down on the running back, the linebacker scrape to the quarterback. Well, the Giants knew that because Brian Dable came from Buffalo and he's seen the Titans play it this way quite a bit. So Brian Dable said, what we're going to do is we're going to get the defense flow in one direction and then we're going to pull offensive linemen the other way. So what happened was the offensive tackles were able to down block and wash down the defensive ends as they squeezed down and then they had backside pullers coming, offensive tackles and guards and tight ends would pull from the other side of the formation and their lead blocking against the Titans linebackers as they're scraping over. So it makes it easy on the offensive tackles to wash down the defensive end as they squeeze. And then the linebackers are scraping over on the move. So those pulling linemen have an easier ability to wash them out of the play. And it happened over and over and over. I'm going to do my film article for the USA Today Titans Wire. My film article this week is going to be on how the Giants took advantage of the Titans squeeze and scrape philosophy on defense. They took advantage of it. They knew that's what the Titans were going to do. And the Titans adjusted at the end of the game. The Titans started keeping their defensive ends wide and not having them squeeze and having the linebackers stay in their traditional placements rather than having them scrape over. And the Giants started getting some holes up the middle. That last drive, the Giants started getting some holes up the middle because the Titans said, hey, we got to adjust. We can't keep squeezing and scraping. So that's the way the Titans like to play teams that have RPO and read option heavy offenses and offenses know now. And they're schematically changing what they do in the run game to take advantage of that philosophy. So that is how the Titans defense got exposed by the Giants run game The Giants run game knew the Titans were going to squeeze and scrape. And they washed down front side and brought backside pullers. And it, I mean, it created chunk runs throughout the day for the Giants. So that's the number one thing that stood out to me on tape for the Titans defense. Uh, One thing I will say is the Titans defense didn't play bad. I, I like they were bad in the run game and gave up chunk plays. And of course, Christian Fulton had that terrible blown coverage. But overall, like the Titans gave up zero points at halftime. So it's not like the Giants offense had a great day against the Titans defense. The Giants just hit some big explosive plays because they really took advantage of some, some schematic issues with the way the Titans play defense. I mean, go through it. And if 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 not the explosive plays. The Giants didn't really have a ton of success consistently on offense. That makes it even more frustrating. One thing I will point out is, as well, I thought that David Long would be a good matchup for Saquon Barkley, but I also mentioned that the Titans could opt to put a defensive back on Saquon Barkley because they're worried about the matchup in man coverage and have David Long go on a tight end or be a zone defender over the middle. And that's what the Titans did. They put a Monty Hooker on Saquon Barkley for most of the day. So... Um, Not exactly what I expected to happen, but the other option that I presented is the option that they decided to go with. So Imani Hooker did play man coverage on Saquon out of the backfield. Not a lot of great runs for Saquon on, on not runs. I mean, yards after catch runs 
flipping the ball out to him because Amani Hooker, although it wasn't, you know, jacking him up, you know, he wasn't playing blitz out there, but he did get Saquon on the ground. And that's what's important. It was the run game that really hurt. And, you know, I talk about the scrape and squeeze advantage that the Giants t- took care of. But three things that really doomed the Titans on defense. Number one, the edges weren't athletic enough. Number two, the linebackers didn't get off blocks. And number three, the defensive backs took bad angles and missed tackles. It's those three things right there. That's what killed the Titans' defense. But what the Titans do schematically, squeeze and scrape, that allowed the Giants with those backside pullers to hit those explosive runs. So that's something, again, that I'm going to be focusing even more on in my USA Today film article that'll come out probably on Thursday. But uh, we're going to move forward. We're going to move from the biggest thing that popped out. Yes, Danico Autry was playing edge, and Danico Autry, as I've said all week, was awful. Bud Dupree was awful in run defense. Rashad Weaver was in run defense. The edges for the Titans, the linebackers and the defensive backs were all bad in run defense. They all share equal blame with their responsibility. David Long was running all over the place, diving, being overly aggressive, shooting holes that weren't there, leaving his spot open. Zach Cunningham couldn't get off a block to save his life. Danico Autry and Bud Dupree looked slow. So... Uh, and then uh, Christian Fulton, Amani Hooker missed a bunch of tackles, I, you know? And Amani Hooker especially missed tackles, took bad angles. I was shocked. I was shocked. No other way around it. But that's the biggest thing that stood out to me on tape. I'm going to talk to you guys about the biggest thing that stood out to me on the film for the offense in just a moment. Before I get into it, do want to tell you guys about Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and info this season. You can find all the latest developments and game matchups and news at BetOnline. They're your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. The fastest way and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports is at BetOnline. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to continue rewatch Wednesday. I got to dive into the what I saw on tape from the offense and the number one thing that stood out to me, that is going to plague the offense. And I got to tell you, I'm not sure how it gets better. But before we get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Again, if this is your first ever listen or if you just haven't subscribed yet and you watch all the time, what are you doing? I'm going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms. So make sure you subscribe on whatever one you're enjoying the show on. But let's move forward here. Oh, tomorrow is Crossover Thursday. I'm going to be talking to Joe Marino from Locked on Bills. Friday, I'm going to do a mailbag. And then Monday, I'll have my game preview for you guys. So that's what to expect next. Um, Green's Finest just continues to ask me fantasy football questions. I don't understand, man. I don't understand. Uh, anyways, diving back in, let's talk about the offense. So... Here's the number one thing that stood out to me with the offense. The biggest problem. The defense doesn't have to respect anybody. The Titans offense is built upon explosive playmakers. 
Titans get a little sliver in the run game. Derrick Henry is an explosive playmaker that can take it to the house. Titans get a sliver of space over the middle of the field. I'll play action pass. Whoever's catching it can take it to the house. I'm not going to say his name because everybody gets so mad. Guys are weirdos. He who must not be named gets a sliver of space over the middle and he's taking it to the house. Well, when you have Robert Woods and you have Nick Westbrook-Akina and you have Austin Hooper or Jeff Swaim, who are you worried about creating the explosive play? So let me just give you guys an example. What do the Titans love to run? What's the Titans' favorite play on offense that isn't a run play? They run the play-action bank, play-action glance, whatever you want to call it. The so imagine this. Let me explain the formation. Fullback in the backfield, I formation. Tight end on the right-hand side. Nick Westbrook-Akina on the right-hand side. Robert Woods on the left-hand side. So the Titans are in 21 personnel with a wide receiver on either side. They're going to run the play-action pass fake to Derrick Henry. Nick Westbrook-Akina is going to run the deep post. Robert Woods is going to run that, that dig route over the middle of the field. Play-action pass, boom. Hit the glance. Hit the dig. Whatever you want to call it in your terminology that you're used to. Okay? That's the Titans' favorite pet play on offense in the pass game. Hit the play-action pass. One guy on the right side is right side, left side. One wide receiver is running a deep post. And then one guy's running an in route. Why do they do that? Because teams have to put eight in the box against the Titans, which means that you're going to get single high looks. There's going to be a single high safety. And when you're running single high safety looks, more often than not, you're going to get cover one man. Everyone's in man coverage with a cover one deep safety. Or you're in cover three, where the outside corners are the cover three guys. The deep safety is the deep third. Well, why the Titans can take advantage is because when you run that deep post, the outside corner on that side and the deep safety are going to have to respect that. And then you're going to have the cornerback on the other side one-on-one -on -one with that in route. And more often than not, the Titans would be able to fire that in route in. They'd fire that in route in over the middle, over the linebacker's heads, the cornerbacks behind the wide receiver, the deep safety and the outside corner are worried about the deep post. The deep in is wide open. Well, guess what, guys? When Nick Westbrook-Akina is running the deep post, when Robert Woods is running the deep post, guess what the deep safety doesn't have to do? Respect it. Think about the first interception Tannehill threw against the Bengals. Why did that happen? A.J. Brown ran a deep post. Julio Jones ran a sit-down route. But the deep safety did not respect the deep post, and he was able to fly forward and get an interception. Guys, it's going to be even. Teams started to notice, hey, screw that deep post. I'm going to have my deep safety fly forward to take, take away the deep in over the middle. It got even worse last year when the Titans didn't have their receiving threats throughout the year. It's going to be like that all year now. That deep safety does not have to respect Nick Westbrook-Akino on a deep post. They'll let the corner take him one-on-one, -on -one, which means the deep safety can fly up and take away the deep in and the in route, the glance route, the slant route, whatever you want to call it, over the middle of the field, the crosser. The deep safety can fly forward on that. And that first catch on the first drive to Robert Woods, it was almost an interception because the deep safety did not respect the deep post. He just flew forward immediately to take away Robert Woods over the middle of the field. The Titans are lucky it wasn't a pick. So again, what the Titans want to do on offense, they can't do 
unless they have one explosive threat on the field for defenses to worry about. Either Traylon Burks has to be the guy running the deep post so that the defense has to respect it, or Traylon Burks has to be the guy running the in route so that he can get the ball and make a play after the catch. Nick Westbrook-Akina isn't a yak guy. Robert Woods at this stage in his career isn't a yak guy. This offense is designed to create opportunities for yards after catch, and the Titans only have one guy on the team at wide receiver that can take advantage of it. So what I want to see is, I want to see Burks on the crossing route, and I want to see Josh Gordon on the deep post. Someone that defenses have to respect. I This reminds me of basketball. Think about Giannis Antetokounmpo. A monster in the paint. A demon in the paint. You literally can't stop him, even if you have three or four gods. But you know what makes it even more difficult to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo? When he has shooters around him. When he has Drew Holiday in the short side corner. When he has Chris Middleton floating from the top of the key to the wing. When he has Pat Connaughton or Dante DiVincenzo backside, depending on which year you're thinking of. When he has Brooke Lopez, a shooting center, sitting out at the corner, sitting out at the wing. And now the paint is open. It has to complement each other. If Giannis Antetokounmpo, look at the Lakers. No shooters on the floor. No space for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Things have to complement. If people stop being worried about the explosive, explosive passing options for the Titans, because there are none, then it's going to get even more difficult for Derrick Henry to run the ball. The Titans have to have someone with some explosiveness out there on the field if they want to run what they like to run. Also, just to get in some other stuff, uh, the running backs missed so many reads. Mike Vrabel said on Monday that the Titans running backs left a ton of yards out on the field. Looking back at the tape, it was obvious. Go look at my Twitter thread. The description link, the link is in the description right now. Just click on it. You don't even need Twitter. Just click on it and go through it. I have three or four or five plays where Derrick Henry or Dontrell Hilliard missed a clear and obvious hole and left yards out on the field. That can't continue to happen either. Also, early in the game, the Titans went with a ton of 13 or 22 personnel, and then they'd go spread wide. I wanted the Titans to go with jumbo packages and heavy personnel, but I didn't want them to spread out wide. You got Jeff Swaim as an option. Austin Hooper looks like he's running in quicksand, to be honest with you guys. The point of going heavy personnel and then spreading out is being able to take advantage of matchups. I wanted the Titans to use the play-action pass to create those matchups for the tight ends. Not spreading them out and having them go one-on-one against safeties. Austin Hooper against a safety? Ain't gonna work. Jeff Swaim against anybody? It ain't gonna work. And then Derrick Henry is one of the people split out. They don't even guard Derrick Henry. So... Todd Downing, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I, I don't know. And then Mike Vrabel mentioned this too. You guys can, I know Mike. Mike is going to get in my comments and tell me eight comments about how I'm wrong about everything. But Mike Vrabel even said, we have to adjust to what their changes are in the game. Yeah, they like to run a ton of man coverage with pressure. It's Wink Martindale. But later in the game, they started going zone on late downs. Not man. 
And Mike Vrabel is out there running trio bunch, running twins, tight twins to the formation, trying to create advantages against man coverage when they're playing zone. You're running man beaters against zone. Why? And Mike Vrabel even said we have to adjust better to what they do during the game. He's literally saying Todd Downing has to adjust to the changes that other teams are making. We can't just keep the same plan all day long. Yeah, that Dontrell Hilliard stuff was sweet. But after the Giants adjusted and started going zone, it's not going to be open. They're not in man. There's not a linebacker assigned to Hilliard where your post route can clear a cornerback. You have to adjust, Todd. Wink was like, okay, you think I'm going to run man all the time? How about this? I'm going to run man on early downs, and I'm going to run zone on late downs. And then the Titans simply weren't ready to deal with that. Um, Also just want to mention this as well, that on multiple occasions, like I hit on at the beginning, we'd seen Nick Westbrook, Akina. One time the Titans ran one of their play-action bootlegs where Robert Woods was to the side of the bootleg where the Tannehill is rolling to, and he is going clearing vertical to clear the uh, to clear the cornerback out, and then Nick Westbrook-Akina is on an intermediate drag route across the field. How many times have we seen Ryan Tannehill on that bootleg hit that drag route from the other side of the field coming across? Well, Nick Westbrook-Akina is too slow to take advantage of the advantage. And the cornerback is able to stay with him all the way across the field. That has to be Traylon Burks. It has to be. They need an explosive passing weapon in the offense. They have to have it. You can't have Cody Hollister, Nick Westbrook-Akina, Robert Woods out there all the time. You can't have Traylon Burks only getting 14 passing snaps. You simply can't do it. Traylon Burks has to play a ton. They put themselves in this position. There's no other way around it. So, uh, the last thing that I want to mention is just what the Giants were doing against the run game. They were stacking strong side, their strong side and weak side. They were stacking on the strong side so that the strong side interior offensive linemen could not get up to the linebackers. And then the Titans started to attack weak side. The Titans started doing this thing where they'd have Torrey Carter on the strong side and they'd do a misdirection handoff and Torrey Carter would bend back to the weak side and cut off the backside edge. And the Titans started having some success with that later in the game. And that's why the run game kind of took off a little bit in the third quarter and the fourth quarter despite the holding calls that brought it back. The Titans adjusted to the way that the Giants were playing their front and stacking the front side, and they started bending back with misdirections and counters to the backside, started having some success. But Todd Downing has to adjust quicker and adjust, period, going forward. So that's what I saw on offense. That's what I saw on defense. This was our first rewatch Wednesday edition of the year. Guys, this is my favorite episode Make sure you check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans so you can see the Tic Tac Tuesday thread that I put together with all my film stuff. If you missed any of it, if you're not on Twitter, just click on the link in the description. You don't even have to be on Twitter to go through the entire thread and check out all the film stuff that I do. Again, copyright issues. Can't post the film on my YouTube channel here. So do want to let you guys know what I'm seeing and let you know where you can go to actually check out the film work that I do. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to a rewatch Wednesday. Tomorrow will be crossover Thursday with Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.